Hi, I'm Tony Mala, and welcome to the ASA Podcast, a program for automotive professionals that helps keep you ahead of what's now, what's new, and what's next in the business of automotive service and collision repair. This podcast is brought to you by the Automotive Service Association, dedicated to driving your success. And we'll be sharing information, insight, and inspiration that will not just help you make a living, it will help you make a difference. Hi, I'm talking today with three young technicians, actually two young technicians and a service consultant that represent the next generation of our industry. I'm talking today with the Winston Warlow, Anna Thomas, and Cash Firm. And Cash, we're going to start with you. All righty. Your dad actually owns Firm Automotive right here in Texas, right? Yes, sir. And how long have you been working in the business? Oh, since I could walk, I guess, two or three years old. Wow. And you're a technician now, right? Yes, sir. And is it just being around the business that got you into it? It just kind of fell on the saddle, just kind of couldn't get away from it, born and live with it, so rocking right along. Interesting. Did you go to any formal training? Went to CarQuest classes, stuff like that, but mostly learned along the way, being around it. On-the-job training? Yes, sir. How long have you been actually a working technician? Probably since I was about 14, 15. And you're 23. Okay, so you've been around the business for a while. Quite a while. How do you like it working in the industry? Well, it's something cool, something new, something different every day, so nothing, I mean... Same truck, same truck, but there's always something new you find out, so it's always a rock and roller coaster. Mostly domestic imports, trucks, cars, what do you work on? Mostly medium-duty diesels, Ford, Dodges, stuff like that. You're a diesel engine tech, or you work on the whole truck? Everything. We do everything but alignments and inspections. How long has Firm Automotive been in business? 33 years. Actually, no, 37. 37. Plans on taking it over someday? Well, it's getting there. It's getting there. I'm kind of nervous about it, but we're going to try. We're going to try. Well, you brought quite a team with you today here. Anna, I'm going to turn to you. You are the service consultant at Firm Automotive, right? Yes, sir. And again, how long have you been working there? A little over three years. How did you get into it? Did you go to training? I did not go to training. I originally came in to help John, Mm -hmm. and I never left. How long ago was that? March of 2017. And you came in working on the desk? Yeah, secretary-ish. And moved into service consultant? Yep. How long have you been working on the desk as a service consultant? Three years. That's a pretty long time. And how do you like it? I love it. Again, you started at Firm Automotive as an assistant, and you kind of worked your way up to service consultant then, right? Yes, sir. Took me about six months. Six months. And again, you've been doing it for? Three years. Three and a half. Three and a half years. And again, how do you like working in the automotive industry? I love it. It's very fascinating. You know, you... Never know what you're going to walk into (laughs) when you come to work. Well, Anna, and you represent actually a growing segment of the industry, which is young women uh, getting in, and particularly in the role of service consultant. Do you find that the women customers that you have, statistically, half the people that walk through the door are women, do you find they're more comfortable talking to you? Yes, absolutely. Hmm. And again, your background, basic background, wasn't in automotive. So are you doing the same thing that Cash is doing, taking your training through the aftermarket? Yes, lots of it through ATI. Yeah, there's lots of good service consultant training out there. And I know John's real big on training. Go all over the United States. And last but not least, Winston Worlow. Winston, let's talk to you now. You are also an automotive technician at Firm Automotive, right? Yes, yes I am. And how long have you been in the industry? About six years now. Okay. And you actually did go through some formal training, right, before you joined it? Yes, I did. I went to a Universal Technical Institute in Irving, Texas. When did you graduate from there? 2016. 
to your course, was it? Yes. Did you specialize in anything specific? No, I did both automotive being your cars, light duty trucks, and I did the industrial being your uh, class A semis and large equipment. So both you and Cash are working on, is it mostly medium and heavy truck stuff or? Yes, sir. It's mostly. 3500 Dodge, 3500 Duramax, you know, okay. just one tons, three quarter ton pickups. Winston, you do diesel engine work as well? Yes, we service the entire vehicle from tires to engine to lights and everything in between. And how long have you been in the business? Uh, going on about six years now. Been working with John and Cash. And again, what do you think of the career? I mean, you're, you guys represent the next generation coming up. And I've talked to a few folks that are in formal training programs, but just as a career. It's kind of like what Cash and Anna said. Every day it's, it's something new. You're not doing the same thing every day when you come to work. You have, it may be the same type of vehicle, the same vehicle, but it's a new problem, a new, a new solution to the problem. So it, it's always changing. Interesting. Universal Technical Institute was obviously a choice. What attracted you to the industry? What do you find about it that you like? I was just interested in hot rods and pickup trucks from the time I was young. That just carried over into an interest in being able to repair them, work on them modify them, that, that sort of thing. And that was how I got into it. You know, something I've heard all three of you say, it's something different every day. You're all in your 20s, and millennials tend to, like, change up and, you know, and doing different things every day. Not unusual, even some old baby boomers like that. But the fact is, it gives you the kind of challenge, I think, and the kind of diversity that uh, you're looking for in a job. Is that a true statement? Cash, I'll start with you. Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm not going to show up somewhere and just like, all right, well, I got to do brakes and lug nuts and, you know, like a quick lube place. It's just draining the oil, you know, uh-huh. same stuff, a different day. But, you know, with us, it's it's something to actually get up and go to work thinking on the way there. You're like, man, I wonder what's going to go on today. What type of cool stuff am I going to see then? So it's, it's going to be pretty different every day. You know, there's always something. And then, that's why I like doing it. And it sounds like your boss gives you guys the opportunity to do that. Anna, do you find that the same working the service desk and stuff? Do you get that difference every day? Yes, absolutely. Is that one of the things you find intriguing about the career? Yes. Any particular challenges that you have, how do the rest of the technicians react to the fact that there's a woman on the service desk? With a couple of them, I think it was a little bit different, but a couple years later, it's everything's fine. It's not all that unusual to find women in the automotive business. Usually it's a husband and wife team. I interviewed a number of young ladies who have gotten into the business. Some of them, again, was, were at JTAC in Florida. And I asked that same question, you know, how did the other guys react to it? She said, just what you did. They're a little squirrely at first. But when they realize that you know what you're talking about, it's just like anybody else. Having a good team member is having a good team member. Cash and Winston, how do you think about that? Well, for me, it, it was nothing new because Anna and I, we lived together. We were raising our son together. And so I, I didn't have a problem taking orders. It wasn't a big issue for me at all. Well, that's interesting. Both of you are working in the automotive business. And again, technician and service consultant, you're ready for your own job. Maybe in the future. There's always a lot to learn in this industry, you know. That's something a little further down the road. Cash, I'll go to you. It's basically a big family business. My grandpa, he does all the running. My dad owns it, and I work with my cousin all day. And Craig, the other tech, he has been there since I was born. He was actually keeping the shop open when I was born. So, I mean, it's a big family business, so. And it really is a family business. Obviously, the three of you work together very well. How many total employees are at Firm Automotive? We have seven employees. 
How busy is the shop? You know, in the, in the COVID thing, everybody kind of lost a lot of business. How has that affected firm? Have you, have you managed to keep everybody employed and everything? Yeah. You know, we've had a couple slower weeks, but we've managed to stay steady. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of our accounts are fleet, so they're still rocking and rolling no matter what. Mm-hmm. But retail, we've stayed steady with that too. So you really haven't seen much of a decline. Not too much. And you're in a different kind of niche than passenger cars. I imagine a lot of the equipment that you guys are working on are work trucks, right? So they're being used in business every day. Yes. There's a lot of fleet accounts. That would make a difference. A typical day, Anna, how many vehicles roll through the shop? Anywhere between 10, sometimes 16. And again, mostly trucks. You guys are doing a lot of maintenance work, I would assume, for the fleets, right? Yes. You both mentioned your diesel engine technicians. Do you do a lot of engine work and transmission work? We do a lot of replacements. We don't do a lot of taking the motor apart. Mm-hmm. Say you got a bad piston or something, we'll, we'll replace the motor. But that's also doing the fleet stuff we do. Uh-huh. They would rather replace the motor than fix the motor. And a lot of that has to do with uh, the downtime of the vehicle. They can afford the vehicle to be down for that amount of time it would take to go that far into the to the engine or into the repair. So unit replacement really is, is more the way to go if you needed an engine or transmission. Yes, because ordering the parts, ordering piston ring or whatever it is may take an X number of days, but you could have a motor in the day after. Mm-hmm. They say get it going and get it rolling. And so that's what we're doing. We're just getting it in, getting it out, making their customers happy. Well, that's the name of the game. And, you know, it's not all that unusual. A lot of unit replacement is going on now. In fact, except for you had mentioned hot rods, Winston. Yeah. Except for the, you know, for that type of market where you some, have someone who wants a blueprinted engine. You know, they're building the hot rod or they're maybe restoring something. And uh, that's really the only time that I think I'm in seeing in anybody doing any work in volume when it comes to engine repair. And occasionally you'll get someone with, say, an antique car or, or something. It's more common on the import side because the parts aren't available or the engines aren't available. Really, they would have to rebuild something or would prefer to do it to keep right. it original. Right. But when it comes to a commercial setting, yeah, I think it makes a big difference. And what other work don't you do? Basically alignments, and we send them to get inspection. Other than that, we may mainly do it all. We even do welding and aluminum welding and stuff like that there, too. How many bays? Five. You had said it's been in business for what your grandfather started it, right? My grandfather owned a shop five miles up the road in Halton City. And so when my dad and him, my dad started a different business, automotive business. My papa, he owned a tire shop. Mm-hmm. So my dad said, I'm going to get an automotive. So he went to the automotive shop, bought a place down the road a little bit. And so my dad's owned that within the last, what y'all say, 12 years. Pawpaw's worked with us, maybe 10. Yep. He came back to Firm Automotive and started working for my dad. So they swapped, they did a swaparoo on him. Again, not an unusual situation, actually. Like I said, there's a lot of generational changes oh, yeah. in the industry going on and a lot of passing down the business. So we have lots of ASA members who are third, some fourth generation shop owners. And many of them own more than one location. Firm Automotive is just one location. You guys don't have multiples, right? Yes, sir. And I know you guys are ASA members. How long uh, has the shop been an ASA member? Do you know? Oh, goodness. Far back as I can remember. I know my dad has been for a long time. Well, this has been exciting and enlightening. Thank you all for your time today. Any final words before we go? Is there anything you don't like about the business? What would you change? Cold weather and hitting your hand on a frame or something. I don't like that. That's the only downfall I got. Labor times. Okay, yeah, yeah, I get that a lot. Anna, what about you? Uh, The technician's attitudes. (laughs) You know, actually, I get that a lot too, to tell you the truth. One of the biggest challenges I think that we face as an industry is getting used to the fact that it's it's getting different. It's changing. 
we are undergoing right now the biggest generational shift in the history of the industry. A lot of the shop owners are my generation baby boomers, and you know they're aging out, and a lot of them are turning very, very good businesses over to their children. And those that maybe don't have any kids that are interested in the business or they've gone on to do something else are selling it to individuals now who don't come from a mechanical background. So they're looking for individuals like yourselves to bring the technical expertise. And they might have, be an MBA. They might have a business management degree or something like that. And they just see the automotive repair market as a good business to get into. And really, if there is such a thing as job security these days, it is in the technical fields, like being a technician, being a service consultant. Old saying is you can't offshore an oil change. As you said, if a truck needs an engine and downtime is an issue, it has to be done right now, right you know, today. And I think that is one of the reasons that a lot of folks do see the automotive service industry as something that's not going away soon. We talk about changes in technology. A lot of folks predicted the end of the independent automotive market when disc brakes were invented or automatic transmissions. They're never going to be able to cope with it, right? When electronic engine controls came along, I remember, oh my God, this is it. It's beyond everything. And through it all, we seem to rise to the occasion. And you three strike me as being individuals who are, are in the same situation that you'd be able to do that. So I, uh, I commend you for your dedication, and it's been a pleasure to talk with you. Awesome. It's the same. It's nice to see there's folks uh, at one time, a long time ago, I can remember being in your shoes. And I think that if the industry is half as good to you as it's been to me, you found a job that you're going to love, and they say if you find a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life. So That's right. I hope you guys find the career as rewarding as I have, and from what I've heard here, I think you will. So That's awesome. Again, I want to thank you for your time. Thank you. Cash, Anna, and Winston, again, uh, it's, been, it's been great talking to you guys, and have a great day, and hopefully we'll see you again soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you're brand new to the ASA podcast or if you've been here before, I encourage you to subscribe so you won't miss some of the great things we have coming up in our future episodes. Just hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening and you'll be good to go. If you enjoy our podcast and find our content valuable, make sure to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening to this. And if you're an automotive service facility shop owner listening to this podcast and you'd like to know more about ASA, I invite you to visit our website at asashop.org. I'm Tony Mala, and thanks for listening.